Hi, friends. Welcome to Jules Jones Live. It's time for another political rendezvous this Saturday afternoon. I'm your host, Jules Jones, and we will be going through the biggest stories of the week and also some breaking news. We've got a lot to cover today. As you know, it's just been one thing after another this week. So I would certainly appreciate it if you would take a little time right now to like, share, and subscribe the show. That would help me out tremendously. And also, please remember to visit my website, JulesJonesLive.com, and that way you know what's going on with me. It's been quite a couple of days. Wow. Are you ready as I am? All right. So let's go ahead and start spilling some tea here. Looks like everybody's talking about what we should be talking about, and that is the shape of the Republican Party. Oh, hello. Talk about shambles. You want to talk about the establishment trying with everything that they have to hold on to this party for their own benefit. They aren't looking out for you. They're not looking out for me. They are looking out for themselves. And it has never been clearer. I don't care who you are, Democrat, Republican, you now know that there is an establishment and it is working on behalf of itself. Well, here you go. Charlie Hurd is out from Breitbart, and he is openly talking about Republicans are wrong to blame Donald Trump for midterm losses. Let me tell you something. This was not a loss by any means. It could never be declared a loss. President Trump is doing more for our party than anybody else. I didn't see any of those leaders up there. I didn't see McConnell. I didn't see McCarthy. I didn't see any of them with our America First candidates ever supporting their efforts. They were nowhere to be found. They were working on behalf of themselves and their positions. And not only that, they have partnered with the lamestream media and they have partnered with the Democrats. They don't care if they lose the speakership. They don't care if they lose the Senate. They don't care about anything but their interest. They want things to remain as they are with them in charge. Well, not while we're here. Let me tell you something right now. We are going to fight and we're not going to stop fighting. We have big news for them because the only people that are making the noise right now are we, the American First citizens and we are going to go all the way baby do not even think for one second we aren't paying attention to these folks these clowns are out of their element so the republican establishment are blaming president trump for the losses on tuesday's midterm election washington times opinion editor charlie hunt said on wednesday's edition of sirius sxm breitbart news daily with host Mar- alex Marlowe that it's been they've been talking about in all these circles they have been looking for a trap and this was it they've been looking for a way to get rid of trump ever since president trump came down that elevator and the whole idea and the premise that they weren't secretly plotting all of this you should just look no further than the election and where their funds were going And let's stop making an enemy out of DeSantis, can we please? DeSantis is a fine man. He has got a huge political future in front of him. He's not going anywhere anytime soon. At 44 years old, he has accomplished more than most people. And he continues to defy the imagination and lead the way to other Republicans and other conservatives and other constitutionalists into how to run a state 
how to make your state great. He cleaned up his voter rolls. He's not, you're not having to wait a week until you get results like you are over there in damaged Arizona. Don't worry, we're going to get into all of that. It is such a mess over there, and people need to be held accountable for that. The thing is, they want to hang on to their seats, just like everything else. So let's stop pretending Ron DeSantis is establishment. This is out from the red state. He's absolutely not. Uh, President Trump has superpowers, and he has got a job to do. He is going to finish this thing strong. But when you start looking at the way the rhinos have now clung to him, right, to DeSantis. It's just like dirty laundry. You just can't get rid of them. So they're running with this narrative, even though DeSantis has not even talked about plans to run in 2024 or anything like that. He's staying mum on the issue, and it's very smart. But he's not the enemy here. Not at all. And this is exactly what they want to do, is they want to. They're threatening to send DeSantis to make sure that he goes down to Georgia to stomp on behalf of Herschel Walker. They want to embrace him and throw him to the very top of the charts, leaving President Trump behind. I'm not buying any of it, and neither should you. President Trump has rebounded time and time again. He has got some unfinished business. There's nobody in a better position to fix it than President Trump. The establishment doesn't like him because he is changing and transforming America. Not only that, he cannot be bought like so many others. I don't think DeSantis can be bought either. I'm just saying we've got a situation here where they're trying to pit us against each other so we destroy one another and we come up with memes and things to destroy each other and then they don't have to do their own work. They don't have to do their own research. They don't have to do anything but sit back and watch everything implode. And that's what they want. These are the people in the leadership positions. So let's just let's just stay on course here. Killing the king. Well, you've got, of course, Fox News involved. When I said lamestream, it can't get any bigger lamestream than Fox News at the moment. And the GOP elites want to dump Trump, if it's not obvious. Rob Schmidt's brilliant opening on Newsmax. He goes all in to basically talk about what we're talking about here. This is just to get rid of President Trump. They think they have an opening because they think they have somebody else they can put above President Trump with DeSantis. DeSantis did great in Florida. No one is denying that, not even for a second. He did fabulous. I mean, seriously, great stuff. But the Murdochs think, and you can look at all of the headlines, we're all taken over it. The Murdochs think they can pick the next president. This is the kind of power they think that they have. Well, after Tuesday's election and after 2016, when you start looking at that election, you recognize how little power they actually have. It's we the people they want, and they're only going to be as powerful as we make them. So after Tuesday's elections, uh, entities owned and managed by Rupert Murdoch and his son Lachlan have lined up against President Donald J. Trump. There is now a coordinated effort. We've heard this before, haven't we? A coordinated attack. 
Yes, over and over and over again, because there actually is. <laughs> there always is. There's always a plan with the establishment, and they're all in it together. So across the New York Post, Fox News, and the Wall Street Journal against Trump, they are all going after him with knives. The Post is running columns by longtime Trump hater John Podhoritz, a gun grabber, Pierce Morgan bashing the 45th president. Well, you, you have all this lashing out at Blake Mass as an election denier and ludicrously he asserts that we shouldn't support candidates Mitch McConnell doesn't like well Morgan meanwhile is urging Republicans to dump Trump unfortunately for him American conservatives don't listen to foreigners that want to eradicate our second amendment you have to understand these are all this is all a coordinated attack they did it in 2016 with Hillary Clinton, they kept going because they didn't want to get caught. And there you had the dossier because they wanted to do everything that they could to get rid of President Trump. When you start looking at the Russian meddling that they were warning against and all of this stuff, well, that's all that was. And they wanted to always make you feel like President Trump wasn't duly elected. Then they wanted to focus on the popular vote. Well, if you want to focus on the popular vote, we won hands down. I mean, you can look at you can look at the map and it is about as red as red can be. But they have focused in on these certain areas where they can take these seats. That's the problem. And that's what's happening over there in Arizona. So you got a lot of these things going on. And then meanwhile, the GOP is trying to get you to go ahead and finalize. They want you to finalize the elections. They want to be in their leadership positions by next week as soon as possible well this is out from the gateway pundit gop senators call for leadership elections to be postponed until after all elections are finalized but the gop senate leaders are pushing forward of course they are why wouldn't they it's outrageous so you've got those that know what are what is happening behind the scenes and they know more importantly that we know So Senators Ron Johnson, Mike Lee, Rick Scott are circulating a letter among GOP senators to delay elections until all the votes are counted and the Republicans know if they will hold the majority. There are four races that are yet to be called. Well, they've tried to call the Blake Masters in Arizona. He is pushing back. You've got Herschel Walker in Georgia, Adam Laxalt in Nevada, and the Alaska Alaskan Senate race between Lisa Murkowski and Republican Kelly Shabaka. The GOP leaders are pushing forward with a vote for some reason. Mm, You want to wonder why that is? I know why. You know why. They want to go ahead and take the reins again. They did absolutely nothing to earn it. They did nothing at all to deserve it. They have not earned your vote. They have not earned my vote. And there are a lot of people up there now in leadership positions that are hearing more and more from we the people. They're hearing from us on social media. They're hearing from us in their emails. They're hearing from us in their calls. They're hearing from us in person that we know exactly what's going on. And we know that the Republican Party failed us this election. There is no other finger to point other than straight up there at the mix. You have McConnell, you have McCarthy, and you have McDaniel. All of them complete and total failures. This should have been a complete 
wipeout in epic proportions, and everyone knows it. What they're doing right now and what they failed to do hurt us drastically. We're not going to put those people in leadership positions. So you need to ring the phones off the hook. Let your voices be heard. If you're more powerful in social media, get out there and start making the tweets that you are not for McConnell. You are not for McCarthy. There are plenty of other great candidates and great selections out there that will make sure that we get candidates in the positions we need them in because the whole thing, the whole debacle with Masters and Lexalt and everything else, let me tell you something, it is going to affect us. Why do you think they concentrated so hard, McConnell concentrated so hard on the Lisa Murkowski versus another Republican, mind you, Kelly Shabaka? Because he needs Lisa Murkowski in order to secure his seat. And he knows that the Democrats know that she's just as good as a Democrat, so they'll be secure with how she votes. And let me tell you something. You're stuck with her after this has been decided for another six years should it happen. All right? So we've got to get on this. Let's let's pray and hope that we, we have a great outcome with Kelly Shabaka over there in Alaska. But if you don't see the writing on the wall and where this party has has basically defined the lines where you have got establishment and you have got America First candidates and the America First candidates are crushing it, okay? They are absolutely crushing it. I could not be prouder of the selection of candidates that truly want to throw their hats into the race, really change their lives drastically in order to do so. But you've got a whole bunch of bad things happening behind the scenes. Here is Blake Masters, and he's talking about Mitch McConnell, McConnell, particularly about this race. This is a very important race, but you got to call it and see it for what it is. He is absolutely the biggest spoiler I think we have ever seen. Check this out at best just incompetent but you know what else is incompetent tucker the establishment right the people who control the purse strings senate leadership fund mitch mcconnell mcconnell decided to spend millions of dollars attacking a fellow republican in alaska instead of helping me defeat senator mark kelly had he chosen to spend money in arizona this race would be over we'd be celebrating a senate majority right now and so my message to the people uh, of America. My message to actually my fe- the Republican senators, hopefully my future colleagues, let's not vote Mitch McConnell into leadership. He doesn't deserve to be majority leader or minority leader. You get a choice. You can stand with your constituents and stand with Americans, or you can stand for Mitch McConnell. Tucker, if I'm lucky enough to represent Arizona in the U.S. Senate next year, I think it's clear where I'll stand. Let me ask you really quick, why wouldn't, I mean, he spent money on primaries in Alaska. This is one of the big Senate races in the country, and he avoided it. Why wouldn't he support you, I wonder? I will leave it to the viewer to decide whether it is just malice or whether it's gross incompetence. But clearly Mitch McConnell cares about Mitch McConnell uh, and less about a Senate majority or the people of America. I think we need a change. That's why I ran for office. And one way or another, change is coming. Amazing. Blake Masters, thank you so much. Thank you. Okay, so yes, it is coming. It's coming in a big way. They are openly talking about it. We're openly talking about it. Something absolutely needs to be done about this. This is outrageous what happened here, that that they pulled their funding from a Republican that we desperately needed this seat in order to take over from. This is 
this is unacceptable on absolutely every single level. So President Trump is blaming outright and rightfully so Senate Minority Leader Mitch McConnell for Republicans not winning more seats in the U.S. Senate as their chances of flipping a majority in the chamber become more unlikely. Okay, this is a very big deal. I mean, we need to flip this. We absolutely do. And this is the spoiler right here. He's not a turtle. He's a snake. And he, that's what is he has always, always been. So on Friday evening, shortly before Democrats, Arizona Senator Mark Kelly fended off Republican challenger Blake Masters, President Trump took to social media to blame McConnell over the loss, and rightfully so. Mitch McConnell, the Republican's broken down Senate leader, does nothing about this. He's too busy spending mass amounts of money on bad Senator Lisa Murkowski of Alaska, when Kelly Shabaka is far better. She's also a Republican. Trump also criticized McConnell for not committing to overturning the 2020 presidential election, giving funding to Democrat agenda items, and allowing them to increase the debt ceiling. He is the worst, Trump added, referencing the Kentucky Republican leader. The former president's comments come as a handful of Senate Republicans sought to delay their leadership election set for next week as they too have growing frustration with McConnell and other leaders. It makes no sense for the Senate to have leadership elections before Georgia runoff. And this is what Ted Cruz is reporting. He tweeted this out Friday. He said, we don't know whether we'll have a majority and Hershey Walker deserves a say in our leadership. Critically, we need to hear a specific plan for the next two years from any candidate for leadership. See, they don't think that they need to do that. They don't think that they need to give you a reason to vote for them. They've just been there forever. And so you're just supposed to look the other way and trust them to continue running things off a cliff. No, not me, not now. Not ever. I cannot wait until this whole group goes. And I hope that they take up with the Democrats or they go and they live in Ukraine or they take up some other hobby. I don't care what it is, but you cannot run this country. You failed at running the party. We're on the brink. And it's because of people like, like McConnell, McCarthy, and McDaniel. And I am not ignoring McDaniel. Ronna McDaniel has done a horrible job. I will tell you one thing, Scott Pressler was signing up more Republicans than McDaniel ever did for the RNC. He was out there at gas stations, and she tried to take the credit for it, okay, signing people up. He was asking people as they were pumping gas, hey, hmm, you want to uh, switch your vote possibly? You want to you move over to the Republican Party? Because uh, this is outrageous. And you know who's controlling everything right now? Yeah, that's right, the Democrats. And he was signing people up left and right. Well, of course, Rana takes credit for it because she has done absolutely zero on behalf of our party. It's time for that to be a, a change out, believe me. And everybody knows that too. So I'm glad to see that Tucker is having candidates like Masters on his show to talk about what actually happened here and to show them where the Republicans put their money. It's a big deal. And he's even talking about it. President Trump is openly saying Mitch McConnell should be impeached. And he should. He has done nothing. He's got the lowest poll numbers of everyone. And he's 
facing it now. He's facing the music. So a lot of the stuff that they started with, that it was all President Trump's fault, and they really tried to push that narrative, that it turned from a, blue, from a red wave into a trickle. Well, it may not even be that if they continue to count these votes the way they are. Outrageous. And here you go. You've got now a runoff election as a result of all of this stuff between Kelly Shabaka and Murkowski in this rank choice voting, if you can believe it. Really, shouldn't surprise you. So the steal, it happened again. The votes from third-party candidate disappear from totals hours after being reported. This is straight out. And we talk about election fraud here because we've seen it with our own eyes. All right. So for all of those that say, mm, what do you mean the election was stolen? We've got the videos. We've got the movies. We've got the receipts. Yes. Why don't you go take all the information that incredible people have put a lot of time in to prove what we all knew to be true and check it out for yourself. Okay. Because there's a lot out there. And you can look at 2,000 mules if, if you have any more questions. But it's not just there. It's, it's those machines. It's the ballot drops. It's the mail harvesting. It's the counting. It's these late votings that they, these late votes that they continue to count over and over again. Well, look at this beauty. Here's a new one, okay? After the 2020 election, we found numerous instances where thousands of votes disappeared from President Trump's column and landed in the Joe Biden column. This was never addressed over the past few years. Of course, it happened again in the midterms. So here you go. Vote switches happened again in this election. Miss Diane Sayre was the independent candidate for U.S. Senate in New York. On election night, third-party candidate Diane Sayre lost more than 25,000 ballots in the New York Senate race. Miss Sayre also reported additional reductions in a tweet on Wednesday. Sayre commented that in one county she identified nearly 6,000 votes decreased from her totals by the morning of November 9th, the day after the election. All right. Now look at these totals and look who it benefited, right? The Democrat Party. Hers completely went away and all of a sudden you've got all of these votes going sky high. So the voting machines used in 2020 elections were used, were in use in this election. Nothing changes, all right? This is the exact same problems that we had in 2020. The same ones are still there. They were never fixed. And this is why, for instance, you have got uh, Katie Biden Hobbs, is what I like to call her, who would hide in bathrooms and that would, would hide from media reporters, hid from her opponent, hid in elevators, just like the basement dummy did. I mean, this is who Katie Hobbs is. She's another Biden. She didn't feel like she needed to exchange in conversation with her opponent, exchange ideas, tell you what she was, what, what her platform was about. No, she was just going to sit back because she controls the elections as Secretary of State, not recuse herself and just push on forward and look at the mess in Arizona as a result. This is absolutely inexcusable. It's on it's everywhere, and we're starting to see the results of all of this. Well, the good news is 
This is out from the Gateway Pundit today. This went out yesterday, but today at, in Maricopa County, you've got a huge uh, you've got a huge rally going on. There are so many people. I mean, let's face it; they didn't want even reporters there reporting on what they were doing. So we have all of that happening. All right, and it it it's gotten bad. I mean, when when people actually have to get out there and start doing everything that they can to put their eyes on some of these ballots, when you got a criminal, Katie. Biden Hobbs over there peeking in the windows, then you know that there's a problem. So they have this rally is taking place right now. It's outside of 510 S 3rd Avenue in Phoenix, Arizona, and it started at noon. So it's going on right now. And I think it's fantastic. I think it's wonderful. That's exactly what they don't like. Why do you think they are trying to punish the January Sixers? When we come out and when we come together and we come up with solutions as a whole, they are forced to change the way they're running things. That's what we're doing within the party. And that is what we're doing on the national level as well. All of this affects us. Every single bit of it. If Carrie Lake can pull this thing off, which I know that she can, if if we can please get past this, this cheating that they're doing, then think about what happens to the border. I live in California. This will She will make sure that border is taken care of. This directly affects me. Do I feel like there are chances in California to get the state back? Yeah, maybe down the road when people start waking up, but not anytime soon. So for now, where do I focus my efforts on the money that I have to to donate in races like that. That's what I'm doing. And I do not send it to the RNC. I send it straight to the candidate. I want to make sure that they are able to make good use of it and not something else. Thank you, Burrito Boy. Appreciate it. Appreciate the donation. All right. So moving along, we've got so many things that are happening over there in Maricopa County. They have filed a suit. Um, the, the Gateway Pundit has sent a cease and desist letter to Maricopa County. They filed a lawsuit after yesterday's attack on journalists. So they are suing them after they restrained their First Amendment rights and threatened the Gateway Pundit correspondent, Jordan Conradson, and Real Americans Voice correspondents, Ben Bergwam with arrest for standing on public property and attempting to peacefully attend an election press conference. They were actually physically removed, if you can believe that. They were physically removed. Not only that, this was this was happening during a presser. So they had every right to be there. They should not have been removed from a presser. Everybody that is in the media should be allowed to attend one. But not only that, it doesn't stop there. Get this. Drones began tracking and following them after they were escorted off the public land. Are you kidding me? So now they're going to send, (laughs) this is almost like some kind of sci-fi movie, right? You're going to be chased by a drone because you're supposed to be there covering an event, a press conference. Okay, no. This is not this is not legal on any level at all. I'm glad that they are actively pursuing this because they should be. So you got the fix in. All right. So the fix is in. Arizona ballots make stop at Runbeck Printing Company to scan ballot and envelopes before they are sent to county. Guess what, folks? No observers. No, no. They didn't want observers. So. There aren't any, right? But you're not supposed to know about that, okay? Maybe we're the ones that are supposed to send in the drones. 
What do you think of that? Sounds like a good plan to me. So here you got Ben Burkwam, who was outside of the Maricopa County Election Center and followed a Penske truck. He left the center and returned to Runbeck. Once at Runbeck, the gate is closed, okay? Closed. No entry. Every mail-in ballot that is returned in the county is sent to Runbeck first. Runbeck is scanning the Maricopa ballots before they are sent to Maricopa County Election Centers. So here you go. More of the Penske trucks at the Maricopa County Elections Office. Almost like history repeating itself from 2020. Is the, if you don't have confidence that this thing has is corrupt has corruption labeled all over it, then I don't know I don't know how to help you. But look at this. This should not even be allowed. Out here at the Maricopa Elections Office, more Penske trucks coming in, apparently delivering ballots. Yes, so. Yeah, so it's at 2836th Street is where they're where they're warehousing them. Yeah, 2836th Street. It's out on University by the airport. It's following one of the Penske trucks. Just left the elections office. These are our votes. At the light, use the left lane to turn onto East University Drive. These are our voices, okay? And they've got this Penske truck. And you've got journalists that are having to actually follow them because look at them. They're not supervised. Not at all. Who's there? Oh, wow. There he goes all by his lonesome. What happens in there is beyond us. It's not Just our trying purview. to keep an idea of chain of custody, yeah. what's happening with this election, make sure we don't see any of the fraud that we saw in 2020. But I don't have high hopes at this point, based on what we've seen so far. Neither should you. Unfortunately, that is the case. Neither should you. See, Hibs, thank you so much for donating to this show. Thank you, Laughing at the Sky. Thank you, Red-Headed Eagle 2. I appreciate you all so much. We're going to have a good day, okay? We are. We're not, we're not just going to, we're not going to fold tents. We're going to just take the information. We're going to put the information out there because guess what? That is what they hate. When we are able to take what people like this reporters like this right he's using his day to go and follow up on stories he's trying to prove a point that our elections are not secure what do we do we respond in kind we retweet these articles we get them out there we show them to our friends and family we start to shake things up a bit so that things can change that's how it works you show them videos like this right i mean that's our job we communicate so Maricopa County is the only jurisdiction in the country that picks up completed ballots at USPS Processing Distribution Center, but doesn't bring them back to the Election Department or Tabulation Center. The Maricopa County 
picks up mails, mail-in ballots, and takes them directly to its print vendor, Runbeck Election Services, which is headquartered in Phoenix. Okay, understand all of this, right? They're picking up the mail-in ballots, and they are taking them directly to its print vendor, Runbeck Election Services. Sometimes I feel like I have to say things twice so that you all understand how this is going because I'm reading this for the first time and I'm outraged. Every single completed mail-in ballot, whether mailed or dropped off at a polling place, goes to Runbeck. All mail-in ballots collected on Election Day and the previous days are sitting at Runbeck headquarters. Maricopa has no idea how many ballots are in their possession because the ballots are at their print vendor. How lovely. Maricopa allegedly uses Runbeck because they have high-speed scanners. Runbeck scans the ballots in batches to create a digital image of each envelope signature area. This batch of images is given to the Maricopa Tabulation Center, MCTEC, for poll worker review. MCTEC notifies Runbeck if any of those signatures don't match. Runbeck separates out those bad envelopes, then delivers both sets of these envelopes by van to MCTEC, which is six miles away. MCTEC then opens the envelopes and starts the tabulation process. This batch process is repeated until all mail-in ballot envelopes are scanned at Runbeck. This takes 10 to 12 days after every general election and ballot envelopes are delivered each day by Runbeck vans. Runbeck uses the Bluecrest Vantage mail processing machines to scan these ballot envelopes. These, this machine can process 40 to 50,000 ballots an hour. These machines can also automatically scan the ballot signatures using embedded commercial-grade check-cashing signature software from Periscript, but Maricopa continues to use its slow manual batch process of reviewing signatures. Hmm, I wonder why. Mystery. Well, these Vantage machines cost $1.6 million each. Detroit just purchased one in early 2022. Maricopa could purchase two of these machines and process roughly 90,000 ballots an hour in-house, but Maricopa continues to re-sign contracts with Runback, which prevents them from bringing all this in-house. This is a tragedy, travesty. It absolutely is, 100%. It is a travesty of epic proportions because you want to you worry about what happens to your vote. If, if you're me, I, I'm the same way. I, I mean, I run to when I go to vote, I'm holding on to my little booklet with all my notes. OK, everything written in there just in case I get there. And then as soon as I turn in my ballot, I'm just with it going oh my gosh where is it going to go where is it going to end up this is my voice and I'm almost afraid to let go of it because I don't know what's going to happen from that point on and that's California I mean that's here I can't imagine what some of these close states were obviously Arizona turned bright red and what are they doing to everyone oh my gosh but it's not only there steel doesn't end there and this is why you have a big situation going on with Greg Phillips. And he explains in this particular article why he and Catherine Engelbrecht were sent to prison. They have 
irrefutable evidence that the entire Pennsylvania voter registration file is living on a server in China. Okay? China. Again. I just hear President Trump, China, <laughs> in my head whenever I see China now. The Okay, so the serial numbers and the ballot bundle numbers. All right, so they are on, they are talking about this, which is what they should be doing. President Trump is truthing about all of this. Pennsylvania just announced that it could take days to determine the winner. I mean, this is outrageous, and of course it is. Here, here you go. Three days later, Pennsylvania is still not finished counting all the ballots. Not surprisingly, in this crooked city of Pennsylvania, where Black Panthers once stood guard outside of a polling place, the Democrats have 82% of the vote, and the Republicans are at 16%. Meanwhile, the majority of the state is Democrats. They were desperate to save John Fetterman from this dumpster fire campaign. I mean, look at what they elected. I'm sorry, but this man, he needs special special help. He doesn't need to be in the Senate. This man needs help with pretty much everything. He has gone back and forth. I'm not saying that I was a supporter of Oz, but if you look at the competency between the two, I think the choice is clear. Again, we have another Biden situation here, and Biden took out time to go and campaign for Fetterman. I mean, I'm, I'm starting to see the light here. I mean, are we going to have a Biden-Fetterman 2024 situation going on? I hate to say it, but as funny as that may sound to you, don't be surprised. I have learned that. Don't be surprised at anything anymore. This is outrageous. So thank you, Proudly Deplorable. I appreciate you for the donation. Proudly Deplorable does this amazing, uh, I don't know if you've seen it, after every single show, he puts together this really cool thread on what happened, a review on what happened on the shows. So if you want to look at uh, Rob Pligram Sr., uh, you can check that out after this one. And also on our Monday through Friday show with Cat Turd in the litter box. He does it for that one as well. And he's also on Truth Social at Proudly Deplorable. And it's awesome. I'm serious. You will get a real kick out of what happened on the show if you're watching it. And then you can kind of hit the highlights of it later. Because there's so much information. I just kind of fly through it all. But anyway, there's there's a lot happening here. You've got the Democrats who never miss an opportunity, right? You've got this out from the post-millennial. Nancy Piglosi uses public health emergency mm, to extend remote voting in U.S. House. All right, so isn't this interesting? Here we are with the COVID syndrome again. What actually ended up hurting us in our elections? Okay, it's back here. COVID again. Uh, and here we go. We've got Flago. Thank you. Tragedy. Love it. <laughs> yeah, I was having trouble with that word, wasn't I? It was it, it was a big word for me at the time because I couldn't think of something bigger than travesty. So I had to put epic tragedy in front of it too, right? Okay. Tragedy is how I'm going to say it from now on. Anyway, in light of the attached notification by the sergeant at arms in consultation from the Office of Attending Physician that the public health emergency is in effect due to a novel coronavirus, I am hereby extending the covered period until December 25th, 2022. This uh, is a press release from Piglosi. Hmm. Funny, isn't it? I mean, you almost sometimes you, you look at some of these things and you go, all right, so who's still buying all this stuff? 
And meanwhile, you got Joe Biden, who begins the summit, right? Everybody took a private plane there in Cambodia by thanking the prime minister of Colombia. That's right. Basement dummy. He strikes again, as he always does. And it's just embarrassing to all of us. And now uh, that we are back together here in Cambodia, I look forward to building uh, even stronger progress than we've already made. And I want to thank the prime minister of for Colombia's leadership and the ASEAN's ASEAN chair. Okay. Embarrassment. 100% embarrassment. And uh, that's what we have with this clown. So things just continue. We're, we're just going to have to watch them as close as we possibly can. And we're going to have to get the word out. And we're going to have to continue to fight. But one thing that is out in the news right now, and I'm going to shift a little bit over here because I think it's important to discuss what is actually happening with FTX. All right. So Sam Bankman-Fried. This is a really big deal, and I found something that I think will explain it in about a minute. So I'm going to play it, and it was—it's a great little video. It's J—it's out from JG underscore Nuke N U K E on Twitter, and you can find it here. Um, I also retweeted it on my page, but listen to the explanation on all of this. This is Sam Bankman-Fried. People call him SBF. He's the founder of FTX. He also controlled a crypto hedge fund called Alameda Research, but that's all gone now. He wants you to think he's a sweet guy. He even bought in a famous YouTuber who called him the most generous man in the world. Yep, that happened. Truth is, Sam Bankman-Fried is a liar and a crook. His personal crypto FTX token was basically a Ponzi scheme hidden below layers of Moonbro jargon. He even went on Bloomberg's podcast and bragged about it. Yep, that happened. He used his Ponzi token as collateral to borrow billions of real dollars that he couldn't pay back. He then used those real dollars to build an empire out of dying companies like Voyager and BlockFi. This led Jim Cramer to call him the new JP Morgan. That's weird. It's not like Jim Cramer to promote a billionaire con artist. SBF sold people cryptos like Bitcoin, or so they thought. What they really bought from SBF was an IOU. But as long as everyone didn't cash in their IOU at the same time, the scheme worked. Until it didn't. This other a-hole who hates SBF came along and engineered a bank run with some passive-aggressive tweets. It worked. SBF didn't have enough money to repay everyone at once, and now his customers have lost everything. He'll be happy to know that this is exactly how every bank in the world operates. So where did all the money go? He misappropriated $4 billion trying to save his failing hedge fund. Whoops, that's a felony. He spent $21 million on Super Bowl commercials, $5 million for the big guy, $40 million in campaign donations. I wonder what he wanted in return. And everyone who's pointing at this story and saying, This is exactly why we need to regulate crypto. Remember that SBF stole billions. That's already a crime. And he spent a lot of it on bribing politicians, also a crime, in order to create a crypto monopoly for himself. Government regulations don't protect the customers, they protect the crooks. That's exactly what SBF was trying to do very well done in my opinion very very well done well we're starting to investigate a little bit further now a lot of people are saying "Mm, you know wow I didn't touch crypto or what have you I knew better well there are a lot of people especially on the Democrat side a lot of people that I know um, in, in my age group that put in their entire savings into FTX and are waking up to a harsh reality you want to talk about a Ponzi scheme I wasn't a victim of it but I know a lot of people that were and this guy is a crook he needs to go to jail this is probably way worse than anything that we've seen in in quite some time and here it is this is the whole story this is out from the gateway pundit because listen this is headed into guess where ukraine 
All right, these tie together. You want to see how? Listen to this. So FTX appears to be a political Ponzi scheme running dollars to politicians and through Ukraine. The FTX collapse is just another day in the life of Democrat and rhino corruption in the U.S. This scandal involves Ukraine as well. As mentioned previously, the FTX crypto company gave at least $40 million to Democrat candidates and causes in the midterms. I'm telling, when I tell you that there are friends of mine, very close friends of mine, that truly believed in this whole thing, they really really did. He was talking to Congress. He was talking to politicians. He was acting like he was the martyr of our time. He was running around in Toyota Corolla acting like he was just there to do good, right? Climate change being one of the focuses of this guy, this clown. Well, let me tell you something. He stole that money and he was borrowing against it until it finally caught up to him. So the CEO of the failed company had numerous relationships as pointed in fortune, tons of them. You start looking at where he was. He was everywhere. A look at the SBF's empire's investment, including in lead investments and major companies in crypto space. You've got all of the names here. In addition to this, Daily Caller lists many of the lawmakers who Sam Bankman-Fried was bankrolling who oversaw the institution that was supposed to keep an eye on companies like FTX. Sam Bankman-Fried, prolific Democrat donor. I mean, he has... He has given so much money. If you were to try to round it out, you you really couldn't. It, it's unbelievable. You want to talk about what the banks do? This guy was doing the exact same thing. So he is a huge donor to the Democrat Party and ex-CEO of now bankrupt cryptocurrency exchange FTX. He funded the campaigns of members of Congress overseeing the Commodity Futures Trading Commission, CFTC, one of the key bodies tasked with regulating the crypto industry and the subject of bank Bankman-Fried's aggressive lobbying. Bankman-Fried, FTX, is currently under investigation by the CFTC and the Securities and Exchange Commission, SEC, after Bankman-Fried allegedly moved $10 billion in client assets from his crypto exchange to his trading firm, Alameda Research, and a liquidity crisis at his exchange, which prompted the company to file for bankruptcy. However, prior to the agency's probe, Bankman-Fried aggressively courted the CFTC and funded several key lawmakers charged with overseeing the agency, pouring cash into their campaign coffers. Okay, you see a trend? This is what we have now. The Ukrainian government has gathered more than 42 million in cryptocurrency donations since Saturday, plus digital artwork, including a limited edition worth roughly 200,000, according to blockchain analytics, from the firm Elipictic. <laughs> These names. All right. The challenge is how to how the country cashes in on these assets to fund its war needs. So basically what they're doing is they're taking paper that really means nothing and they're buying it and they're running it through the Ukraine. It's crazy. I mean, he used people's savings. He used their money to to act like he had some and he put his money into FTX, which was relatively worthless. 
Can you imagine? Wasn't anything. Poof, gone. Then less than a week after FTX made the news for involving itself in Ukraine, here you go. Amid the Russian invasion of Ukraine, the CEO of FTX, Sam Bankman, freed He has come forward to help a crypto donation project. He humbly announced that FTX will be supporting the Ukrainian Ministry of Finance and other communities in collecting crypto donations for the country. The Ukrainian government has received over 60 million in crypto donations from all over the world. FTX's CEO, Sam Bankman Freed highlighted that the war in Ukraine has been dragging on. The country is in full need of humanitarian help and access to global financial infrastructure. Okay, you see how he's grabbing on to these young minds by acting like he is into this whole let's let's just help everybody and and this is what we're supposed to do with our money and we don't we don't need a lot of things. I mean, this guy is the biggest fraud you've ever seen. He has stolen he has stolen the securities and the savings of so many people. And he thought he could do it by buying the politicians, and he almost got away with it. Actually, he did for a while. He was able to really get away from, from it and for, for quite some time, but he was able to make it up by borrowing against, borrowing against, borrowing against, and he played that game until finally it caught up to him. So this is a really big deal. So so when he's he's acting to be one thing and he's totally not, he's a total chameleon. Well, the Ukrainian government has received over $60 million in crypto donations from all over the world. FTX CEO Sam Bankman-Fried highlighted that the war in Ukraine has been dragging on. The country is in need of full humanitarian help and access to global financial infrastructure. He also called attention into sanctions and crypto during this kind of situation. He indicated that crypto exchanges should enforce sanctions announced by the government seriously. The FTX has stressed across all of its regulatory and policy efforts, active coordination and communication with regulators and policies, policymakers is crucial to ensuring that lawsuit that, that laws and rules achieve their intended outcome. This guy's a gangster. So pointing out the urgency to help the nation, Sam Bankman freed. He announced that the FTX team is honored to support the Ukrainian Ministry of Finance in simplifying the donation process. How much of the billions going to Ukraine went to Biden's and their corrupt friends? Great question. A question everybody wants the answer to. Thank you very much, Gateway Pundit. Hopefully we're going to find more out about that. Here we go. Maris. Four, thank you so much for joining me today. And Sue, 5577. I just love you guys. I'm serious. I could be at the beach or whatever, but I that weekend was just too long <laughs> without talking to you and, and having some kind of, of, of bounce-off session with you because I love seeing your comments in chat. I love seeing you. It's just fun for me. I don't know. I just have a blast doing it. So yes, somehow all of this is tied into Ukraine. Why? Because Ukraine is money laundering. We heard that from a politician on this show when we when we talked to Marjorie Taylor Greene. She's not your typical politician, um, but she's fantastic. She was talking openly. Where does our money go? Is anybody tracking it? I mean, where, where does it go? We know here in this country we need it, but let's just send it to Ukraine and that'll be okay. All right. 
So Elon Musk gets involved in this conversation because who isn't involved in this conversation at this point? He said that the disgraced FTX CEO set his bullshit meter off, right? He knew when he, when he listened to the guy, what he was up against. He said he knew disgraced FTX founder and former CEO Sam Bankman-Fried was full of it. Back in March, Bankman-Fried offered via intermediaries to help Musk buy Twitter, according to text leaked Friday by Twitter user internal tech emails. The text show that... Musk's banker, Michael Grimes, told Musk that Bankman Freed was offering at least $3 billion to help Musk fund the Twitter deal and wanted to talk about the potential for social media blockchain integration. Musk was skeptical. He asked Grimes, does Sam actually have $3 billion liquid? After the texts were leaked, Musk replied on Twitter, accurate. He set off my BS detector, which is why I did not think he had $3 billion. He didn't. He was using other people's money. This is horrible. This is absolutely horrible, and it's not going away anytime soon. I mean, the thoughts of Enron and, and dot-coms and all those busts, this is one of those. This is huge. There are so many people, including Tom Brady, who invested in this whole thing. He and his wife... Uh, invested in it. There's a lot of people that are involved in this whole thing that got snookered out of their money by this crook that was trying to act like he was some kind of humanitarian. And he had the politicians in his pocket the entire way. That's the scariest part of all, I think, truly. Mm. But anyway, there's going to be a lot more to this story. And when you start looking at this, I mean, Coinbase is talk, Coindesk is talking about it, about how Ukraine partners with FTX, Everstate to launch new crypto donation website. You've got threads that are incredible that are that are going around right now. And they're just talking about how big this really is. All right, on to this story. This is is horrible but it does have a good ending so we're gonna go through it together all right project veritas connecticut school director placed on leave after detailing sexual fantasies with minor students every day there is different panties on this guy is a crud and a creep and thank goodness we have got news out that he has been fired and rightfully so but thank you so much for the good work of project veritas and others because this guy was going on on a dinner date out and just detailing his sexual fantasies with minor students Amon Rosti, he was the director of Writing Center, middle school teacher, right? Seventh grade dean at Greens Farms Academy. That possibly means me losing my job, my reputation is way too risky. Like one thing, the, the students is who he's talking about, do these days. They, they sit in front of me and they purposely sit down somewhere in the class that's directly in front of me. Then he goes on to tell this random person they spread their legs wide open and that's just brutal, brutal. I can't talk about it anymore because you know me, I get a little queasy when it comes to stuff like this. But we do have the video that Project Veritas put together and I want you to check it out. Every day there's different panties on green, black, white. We make sure that panty is positioned in a way that I actually see the thing. That's just brutal. Imagine, if you will, you are spending nearly $50,000 a year to give your children a top-of-the-line education at Greens Farms Academy in Westport, Connecticut. 
This elite school states its goal as, quote, provide students with a sense of connection, a foundation of trust and respect. However, in our ongoing Project Veritas investigation into education, rather than uncovering issues of secret curriculums like the one we exposed in Cos Cobb, Connecticut, now we are stunned to learn of a teacher's twisted sexual statements at this private school in Connecticut, apparently about his own students. Are you even tempted? Yes. Very good. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Hard. It's very. I mean, literally. Can solve that. I'm sure they can, but that possibly means me losing my job, my reputation. It's it's, it's way too easy. That's Iman Rasti. Born and raised in Iran, he is a middle school English teacher at Greens Farms Academy, as well as the seventh grade dean and the director of the private school's writing center. He met up with our journalist, and instead of discussing curriculum at the school, he chose to describe his adolescent female students in a graphic, sexual manner for nearly two hours. One thing they do these days, they sit down in front of me. Purposefully sitting somewhere in a class that is completely directly in front of me, and they <clears throat> spread their legs wide open. And that's just brutal. Brutal. They're pretty different angles green, black, white. And they make sure. And it's like they talk to each other, so the three of them do that. The three of them? Two, three, depending on the group, because they are not shy about sharing their. I'm guessing. Sharing their what? Their, their, how they feel or how what they're up to. Because yours do it also solo or together. They're not. I open their legs wide open. And I'm teaching, and I see what I see. They make sure that panties, panties are like positioned in a way that I actually see the thing. Well, you saw the one here. What else did you see? I can see the side. So I control my teaching, so I do the best I can. Because if I do three people are talking there, two people there, you know, it's not going to work. They have to give me all their attention. So I'm talking and I look down and I see that. You see what? And I see someone sitting like this. Like what? Like this. I can't see this They're sitting like this. Short, short, scared. Green panties are kind of inserted in. Do you see that? See what? You see that? You see that picture of um, the image, but it was not the image, the actual. You say, what did I say? It's your picture that you found. Oh, that's fine. So, how can you concentrate? How can you continue talking what you're talking when you see that? I don't know, for women, it's the, I don't know, I guess for women, it's sexy too, if you see 
a man with a heart. Yeah. Maybe it's sex. I don't know. But to find that person's sex, probably it's sex. I don't know if it's sexy for a man to see a woman or a woman to see a man. I don't know that. But what I know is that it's hard to continue talking as if nothing has happened in your mind, in your brain. And they smile and they smirk at you. And they close and open and close and open. They're naughty. Like when girls start having sex, it's, it's, it's interesting for someone like me who has been in and out of relationships and all my life and married and all that, you see changes in face and appearance, you probably too. So you see a 15 year old girl and then next year they come back to school and they say, she's a woman. She's a woman. There's no way she has gained weight just doing nothing. It's clear that she has had sex. A lot of sex. Part of the reason why those girls give me attention, in addition to me being genuine with them and honest with them, I think is maybe they get that bond, the sexual tension. I think I, I feel like they get it. They don't say anything. Look at that. Now, after our journalists met up with Rosti, we weren't sure if his statements were true or just a fantasy conjured up in his mind. But in a second meeting, he doubled down on his statements. Okay, and then what happened, that's real? What happened what? What happened that was real? Everything else I told you. I, so, sitting in, my, in front of me in a chair and spreading legs so I can see. Making sure that when they bend over, making sure that when you get, okay, but, right. yeah, when I ride, they yes. can see their, a nice, big, beautiful, firm, yeah, make sure I see them. Yeah. So everything that you told me about them was fantasy? Except for what I see, the side of the pictures, the ass that I see, the bending down, and no, I have not. Despite Rasti's claims that he hasn't done anything with his young students, he said he is willing to make exceptions on his, quote, principle to not F his students. I uh, get the vibe. Uh -huh. It's obvious. But I refuse because I don't want my students. That you don't come? That's my principle. That's your what? Principle. I, okay. I don't do that. But sometimes I make exceptions. Okay. Sometimes. It's important to note that Rasti, who was a college professor when he was younger, admitted to our journalist about having numerous sexual affairs with his students at the time. Not with my K-12, but college. Mm -hmm. I had sex with many, 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 many of my students. In light of his alarming sexual statements regarding current adolescent students, we reached out to Tom McAndrew, retired 25-year veteran of the Pennsylvania State Police. McAndrew led major criminal investigations and performed personality profiles of offenders. We had McAndrew review our interview for his assessment of Rasti's comments. The concern with this particular individual 
is that he sort of has blurred the lines uh, between fantasy and reality. He certainly is in a position of power and authority, and he should recognize that role. When I was in the Pennsylvania State Police, uh, the unit I was in, we would often look at threat assessments and uh, elevation of somebody's behavior. And certainly this individual would strike me as somebody, if he has not already acted out, meaning, you know, victimized uh, children, he certainly has thought about it. When they start to justify that behavior in their mind, which he seems to do throughout that conversation, it becomes very concerning. If it looks like a duck and quacks like a duck, it's probably a duck. I wouldn't want this individual around my teenage uh, child when he, this is where his thought process is. And he seems to almost have an obsession with it. As you know, frequently as he talked about it, shows that it's constantly on his mind. The Sandusky scandal uh, at Penn State, the years of concern, people were raising the, the red flag and it got ignored. All these scandals, if they haven't proved something about human nature, we should be more in tune to what's going on. We are placing the employee on leave and will be promptly investigating this matter and taking appropriate action. To be clear, Iman Rosti is not admitted to acting on any of his sexual feelings towards underage girls in his classroom or anywhere else. However, his relentless discussion about them in a sexual manner is worth reporting. If you or a student you know has been the subject of predatory behavior at our trusted educational institutions, send us a tip at veritastips at protonmail.com or give us a call at our signal line. Be brave, do something. This is why the mama bears are in charge. This is why they are in control now. This is why they have become an incredible force. And this is why the FBI is terrified of them, right? Because they are going to protect their children. And there are reports like this one from, from Project Veritas. Libs of TikTok does a fabulous job also. I am happy to report today that the Connecticut teacher, the man you just saw there, who made the comments regarding his sexual fantasies with minor students has been fired. And hopefully they're going to open up another, just an investigation on the guy. I mean, he had no problem going out. I feel sorry for the, for the woman that was sitting there asking him these questions. I couldn't have done it. I, I would have had to have excused myself. I would have been completely nauseous. Actually, just watching that made me ill. Um, but unfortunately, these are a lot of the people that are in these schools and in the school system. They are not being checked out thoroughly. They are able to do, I mean, they are the prime figure of these children's lives. They're with them a lot more hours in the day than they are with you. And that's why you have to be extremely careful, if not just pull them out and homeschool them or get in with other groups that are homeschooling children if you work. There are other options. But what is happening in these schools, private or not, you need to be paying attention. This is frightening. This could change your child's life forever. They are grooming them. And, and this is why they want to, to show all of these books in these school systems. They want it to look like it's okay. These are how-to manuals is what they're putting in these libraries. Slowly but surely, people are waking up. They're starting to bring them up. All of this stuff is going to turn around, but it's going to take a while. They ran the show without anybody looking over their shoulder for quite some time. Real quick, I just wanted to mention this one because we were talking about Elon Musk. Well, unfortunately, you've got Jake Sullivan, who indicates that the same corrupt entity that authorized the sale of Uranium One to Russia now is going to review the sale of Twitter to Elon Musk. 
They are scared to death of your voices coming back on Twitter. They are scared beyond control because they know that you are going to start talking and you're going to start waking other people up. They have been able to control the message and the narrative for the last couple of years ever since they stole the election, okay, in 2020. They have continued on with this course. I am happy to see, and I don't believe in everything that Elon Musk does. Believe me, I'm one of his harshest critics. I can tell you that. But I do believe that he believes in fairness and for people to have opinions. And that is something that I am I am a complete supporter of, especially being a victim of it myself. I have been a victim of it for years now. Ever since I got on that 200 list, it has been a downhill road for me on social media. I kind of laugh like when Cat Turd said to me, he said, hey, why don't you get back on social media? I started laughing because I was like, why? They're just going to kick me off again. It doesn't even matter. I'm on this list. It's temporary if I'm on there. That's how I feel because I'm beaten up so bad. Um, it's it's temporary. It, it doesn't even matter. I, I do what I do. And apparently I was put on as some kind of threat and I got on that list a couple of years ago. Never shook. It's still on there. It, it's, uh, it never shook it off. It's still there in big, bold letters. Make sure that if she gets on, they take me off. So I don't worry about things like that. It really doesn't matter if I have the opportunity to put out a tweet or retweet one where I feel like people are going to look at them and it may make a difference. I'm going to continue doing it until it's over. I love Truth. I love Getter. And I like Gab um, as well. And, and Gab I have some issues with for obvious reasons. Um, I, I think that you can use the block button though. All right. So if something really offends you, Use it, but don't tell someone they can't say something. I mean, that is what we're all fighting here. <laughs> so have the conversation. If you don't like it, if somebody insults you, they go too far or what have you, you've got a button there to promptly remove them. Not a big deal. The, the thing is, they were removing important content. They were removing things that the public should have been aware of. They were forcing the COVID jab. You, they wouldn't tell you what was in it. They didn't plan on telling you what was in it for 72 years, right? So they wanted to go around and not have anybody question that. You have every reason to question that. I've never been in a situation where someone just says, give me your arm. It doesn't matter what medications you're taking or anything else. There are no side effects. They don't go over any of that stuff. We just want to give you the jab. I'm not comfortable with that. I want to know exactly what's going into my system. And that's just the way that's always going to be. Then you had the 2020 election. Same thing. We had all kinds of examples of fraud. We had Hunter Biden laptop story. That was example after example of what was happening there, um, of, of how they were meddling in with our elections. And they did. They kept that story under wraps. Meanwhile, you've got the big guy who's running amok. I mean, he's got all kinds of deals going on in in Ukraine. And here you have Jake Sullivan who's saying that they're going to put these same people in charge of, of investigating Elon Musk because he wants to have a public forum where people can exchange ideas. I'm sorry, another one. If you can't see what this is and what this is all about, I don't know what to say to you. I really don't. So they're threatening to 
Investigate Elon Musk for standing up for free speech against censorship. Biden threatened to use the same entity that approved the sale of Uranium One to Russia. It was reported that this is exactly what they were planning on doing, using the Committee on Foreign Investment and the U.S. CFIUS to investigate Musk's purchase. This is why these races are so important, and this is why they are just trying to take them last minute, because they don't want us to investigate them. Understand, we want to get to the bottom of all of this stuff. We want to find out what happened in Ukraine. We want to find out what happened with the big guy in China and all of the other meddlings that Hunter was involved in because he was using his father as a front. These are the things that we are curious about, not only curious about, but we demand answers to, and we deserve answers to them because they're not even hiding this stuff anymore. They're just doing it out in the open. And nothing is better than the 40 private planes that landed right for this climate change conference. They're a laughing joke, but they don't care. They're going to do it anyway because they feel that they rule over us in some way. So I'm going to leave you with something kind of fun. And it is, it, it's cringy. Okay. All right. So I cringed, of course. And I think you will too, <laughs> most likely. But just know what it is. All right. So I saw this. Um, Cuomo is now doing TikTok videos. And I mean, you want to talk about a midlife crisis. That's what this is. Check this out. I'm petty. Yeah, yeah, I'm petty. B, E, to the T, T, Y. I'm looking for a yellow bone, long hair star. Star. Thick and hips come get in my car. Scary. <laughs> scary, scary, scary. I don't even know what to say other than, wow problem that is that guy is obviously going through it in a ma major way um he kind of skipped the corvette and went straight to tiktok i don't know what's wrong with him but anyway um i enjoyed hanging out with you all today <laughs> i really did the good the bad the ugly we had a good time anyway and and you're just wonderful to hang out with me i hope you enjoyed it i know i absolutely did had a broccoli thank you thank you so much for everybody that just showed up thank you and i think you want to be called gems am i right jill's gems if that's it give me a thumbs up i appreciate it but yes um we'll, we'll come up with some fun stuff to do on this show because i just love spending time with you and um Anyway, I want to make sure that you know that Monday through Friday, Cat Turd and I do a show in the litter box, if you're new to this one. And it's a great show. It's from 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern time, and we have a great time on it. We cover all the news and Cat Turd with his humor, as you know. Congratulations again, Cat Turd, 1 million followers. And you all were such a great, amazing part of that. Thank you for supporting the people on our team, on our side. That's what we do here. We are, this is a group group effort but a lot of people have asked too if i would go ahead and play the song and that's lemon twist and it was, it was so sweet they the compliments of two of my very good friends nick twit and lank london lank london's mom was julie london and bobby troop was his dad and when i told them that i was going to be putting together a saturday show i asked nick i said nick do you have anything in mind for me and he said, of course I do. Of course I do. I've got this all under control, Nick style. Well, he came up with Lemon Twist. So I thought it was perfect. I loved it. I, I just think it's perfect for the show. It's perfect for me. And I enjoy listening to the music, but I love them both. And I love all of you. Anyway, 
I will leave you with that. Have a wonderful rest of your weekend. I will see you Monday, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern Time in the Litter Box with Jules and Cat Turd. But anyway, thank you for this wonderful time and this amazing political rendezvous on Saturday afternoons. I enjoy you. I will see you later. To the wise, the top dietitians in town insist the best source of vitamin C that can be is a lemon twist. Even the skeptic replies that here's a suggestion you can't resist a cool drink with ice is improved with some slices of lemon. Twist. It isn't merely circumstantial evidence that the lemon is a highly healthful citrus fruit. The most respected scientists agree with the physiologist that here's one fact you can't dispute. Why don't you open your eyes? Your psychosomatic ills won't persist. If quick but you latch to the habit of lemon twist. Twist.